Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. And no matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Sal, we have Master Tate Frazier. He's the CEO, and we're on the board here today. What's happening, Tate? Nah, I'm doing well, Sal. Good to have everybody on the line. Uh, even though we don't have great sports going on, it's uh, it's good to keep it going, even though it's a rainy day in L.A. Yeah. Probably kids said it was pretty tough on the East Coast, too, so uh, we're all pushing through. They keep showing up, these guys. Every time we try to do this podcast, they're on the line. My gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, the degenerate trifecta, brother Bry, Harry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, listen, the way I see it, this is the last bad week of sports gambling until after the nba finals now you get a lean week in there we got the we got the nba uh the ncaa tournament coming up we have conference tournaments next week which are always fun then the ncaa tournament which is great and then the final game is april 6th i think nhl playoff starts april 9th or a few days after that the nba playoffs start april 13th so there's maybe one week in there but this is really this is it, Tate. You must be excited. It's about to get very busy for you, right? Yeah, it's going to be the uh, busiest time of the year, the most fun time of the year, and also uh, Selection Sunday is on St. Patrick's Day, so it's uh, two holidays in one, so it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, that's good. I hope a lot of the schools, you know when they show the schools that don't get picked? I hope they're really like, they're, they're drunk. They go on a twister. They're real drunk and, <laughs> and surly when they show them uh, getting dejected. They don't do that as much, though. They show the winners. They don't show a lot of the losing schools, right? Yeah, we need more drunk losers on TV. That'll be great. Right. <laughs> We don't have enough of those. Um, speaking of drunk losers, this NBA, I'm done. I'm done with it. I went on lock it in today. I had my I had my piece. I'm I'm really done. I really I had Golden State money line yesterday, and that shouldn't be that big a deal. Whatever, Boston, except Boston has tanked since the middle of last year, and Golden State. Now this is the best team of our generation. It's been a month. A month ago today was the last time they beat a team by 10 or more points at home. And not that they were even close yesterday because they lost by 75, but it makes me sick because you should at least be able to, as a gambler, as a sports gambler, count on both teams trying, um, or at least the team that you're betting on is trying. And I don't get that sense. Parlay kid, you called this last year. It, it, it doesn't seem like yeah. these games matter. The playoffs get a little bit better, but these last 16, 17 games, I can't make heads or tails of anything. That's right, Sal. I think it was uh, during the playoffs last year where I just mm-hmm. kind of declared war on the NBA. The games were blowouts. So many games were blowouts. Uh, and I really just has led into this season. I just, the uh, this brand that they're producing, I don't know if these guys have too many things going on. Uh, their commissioner says they're all depressed. I don't know what, yeah. I don't really know what's going on in this NBA right now. It's just not very fun. And look, I'm a jaded Knicks fan. Uh, you know, the Knicks get Durant and Zion in here next year. My 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 tune may change. But for right now, uh, man, I am not uh, an NBA fan. That's for sure. 
And Tate, I know this is blasphemous. I might get kicked off the Ringer Podcast Network or this, uh, whatever this is. But I mean, maybe uh, Mallory and Concepcion put a spell on me or something for saying <laughs> I hate the NBA. But it's it's atrocious. You got teams tanking, and then you have teams that are, are winning. I don't think Golden State cares if they get the one seed. They're putting a, a, disregard the fact that Boogie Cousins may have made them a worse team. But you got even teams like Milwaukee lost twice to the Suns. What's going on here, Tate? I'm not really sure. I will say I saw Durant was asked last night about when he first came to Golden State about Ron Adams being the guy that he wanted to play for. And he got real testy because, you know, he's like, why are you still bringing up when I came here? And it does feel like since Durant went to the Warriors, it's been uh, it's almost a standstill in the NBA and we're waiting for that next move. So it's all heading that way. So that's good news, yeah. I guess, if you're parlay. And brother Bry, like we have a buddy, Alec, who just loves the NBA. Anybody, anytime anybody hits a three pointer, it's like the first time he's ever seen it. It's the greatest thing. And he texts us, oh, it's the greatest. It's so much better than football. But if you had the Patriots lose to the Jets twice by a lot, like, wouldn't you be like, all right, th- this game needs to, the team isn't trying here. What, what's going on? Am I, am I overreacting? Am I taking the old man's no. point of view where, where this is just boring and people aren't trying and we shouldn't be interested because they're not interested? No, I mean, I think they're right. I mean, I'm I'm a bigger defender of the NBA than the rest of us, I think, more so than you, Darren, and Harry, that's for sure. But mm-hmm. it is weird. I mean, guys aren't trying. Guys are unhappy. Like, when you watch, we were talking about, we were watching, like, the Marquette Villanova game, right, like, two weeks ago, and just how yeah. hard those kids were playing defense, right? Like, that's fun, right, just watching those kids really, you know, struggle Absolutely. to get shots off. I mean, that was just a great game. That You watch the NBA game, it's really about – all right, which team gets hot from three early in the game and is hitting more threes? And then nobody else is even trying. So it is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Harry, you were down on it, but you know you could avoid it. Harry's good because he could find things that nobody even cares about to bet on. And you got, I know some of the lesser uh, conference tournaments are starting this week, right? Yeah, but you know what's about, about the NBA, though? Really, me and Harley Kid, we've talked about this for years now, and we've always said, you know, no defense, whatever. But the, but the game when the games were eighty six seventy nine, we didn't like that either. So maybe we're like, if they score points, it'll be better. Well, scoring is up huge this year, and it's still brutal. Can't watch it. Yeah. I, I've watched maybe can't even say how much I've watched because it's just so boring to watch. Still, nobody plays any defense. No one shuffles feet, their feet around. There's no posting up anymore. It's just shooting mm-hmm. threes, like Brian said. It's very boring. No, that, I disagree with nobody shuffles their feet. Uh, James Harden shuffles his feet a lot from the uh, free throw line to the three-point line. He doesn't put the ball on the floor in the meantime. But, yeah, he uh, no one calls it, so they're going to go away. All right, en- enough of my old man take. Uh, let's get to our picks, which were equally as brutal. We went 0-3, uh, the degenerate trifecta did, with sharp tank bets, although our draft pop bets were uh, 2-0. and um, Yeah, I don't know how we're even paying the phone bill for you guys to be on, but that MMA, that Bones Jones fight killed me. I had that to not go the distance. Shame on me. Bones Jones was beating the crap out of him. Probably could have submitted him at some point or knocked him out. And then yeah. he, what does he do? He hits him. He hits this guy. Was it Smith, right? He hits him. Yeah. It wasn't yep. on his knees, but it was an illegal, it was an illegal kick, right? And he could yeah, have been disqualified. Told, yeah, but Smith is down. like, all right, go ahead. Let, let's keep it going. And then Jones rewards him by not knocking him out the rest of the way. Talk about brutal, Harry. Was that did I call that right, Darren? Was that exactly how it happened? I don't know. That's exactly how how it happened, and that's kind of exactly how it played out. It's almost like I you felt like he could have ended the fight anytime he wanted to. Uh yeah. although he was kind of disappointed that he didn't knock him out or submit him at the end. But I mm-hmm. think after when he had the illegal knee, 
uh, while his hand, right. Smith's hand was down, which you can't do. Uh, he was almost like, okay, uh, the fact that this guy, I could have, the guy could have uh, won by disqualification if he wanted to. Right. I think he said after that, all right, I'll let this guy finish the fight and uh, we'll move on from there. Yeah, and I lost, I had a parlay of Ben Askren who pulled one out of his uh, rear oh, end yeah. with a, a chokehold mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah. followed up by one of the worst performances by a champion of all time with uh, Woodley. Uh, totally just uh, getting annihilated by Usman, which, uh, you know, he lost all five rounds convincingly, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. was uh, one of the worst uh, performances I've seen from a champion in the history of uh, boxing or MMA or anything like that. Terrible. That was he a bad checked matchup. Out, I don't know if he totally shouldn't, have, shouldn't have taken the fight or didn't prepare for it. He said he prepared for it, but it just the matchup was uh, the styles were not... Oof. Not conducive to Woodland. He, he, yeah, you're right. He didn't have a chance. Uh, Bri, you had... What did you have, Bri? You had a fight, too, right? Oh, yeah, you had a fight. Yeah, you were Jer- happy with I, the results. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy Stevens over Zabit, which uh, Zabit won two of the three rounds. It was a, an awesome fight. I felt like if mm-hmm. it went... If it was a five-round fight, I think Stevens would have pulled it out because Zabit was starting to get tired. But that second-round mm-hmm. takedown Zabit got was just really big in that one. But I will yeah. say, when you were talking about... Um, Smith, did anybody in the world bet Smith? Because I did not hear anybody complaining about him not taking the DQ, right? Like, I think you were the only one for the under really complaining right. about it. But I feel, I felt like if you had Smith, well, you, you would have been, you know, you had him at six to one, you would have been killing yourself that he didn't take the yeah. qualification. But I felt like I, I didn't hear experts, any of that on Twitter. Anyway. Some experts online did pick him to win. Um, I don't know. I don't, that's not to say that they bet on him, but it was interesting. They're like, all right, this is going to be, gonna, he's going to have a chance. And this could be where Jones falls flat. Uh, it didn't happen. He won. I, I should just taken Jones to win. That was them. Harry, you lost with golf, right? Steve Stricker. I jumped on that with you. Yeah. You know, he, uh, at five to one, he looked good. He was the, uh, with longer, Barnard longer being out with an injury. He was the favorite yeah. five to one shoots an opening round 66. And then a, a double bogey, the next round, and then 70 on Sunday. Couldn't get uh, over the hump. He finished six back. Marco Mara played amazing all weekend. So, uh, yeah, another loser. That was rough. All right. Well, uh, listen, I understand, people, this is boring. We're talking uh, MMA, second and third <laughs> fights. And, senior and golf. Golf, the seniors tour and everything else. But one, one more thing with the MMA. Brother Bri brought up a good point. That MMA, you said this might be the worst for a gambler in terms of chasing, right? Yeah, because when you have a bad night in the MMA, it's it's the worst because you can chase three, four, five, six fights really quickly. So if you're having an off night and say you put a parlay of five guys on, all of a sudden now you're part, you know, you lose. You're like Harry, you lose, and it's four. You're putting four on the next parlay, then three, and you're doing this all within like an hour and a half, two hours, well, maybe two and a half hours. You might be chasing three, right. four, five fighters, and before you know it, you're down a lot of money. I mean, if, I mean, you could say maybe college football on a Saturday going from, you know, 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. or something like that, chasing games, but mm-hmm. you at least have a 12-hour window. I have a two-hour window that I am getting hammered on, at least the best. Have you ever had and to and chase the playing roulette, Brian? That's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's different. When you no, but if you bet the pre-card, the the uh, the preliminaries, you're even yeah, you're in it for five yeah, you hours. You get even that. more if yeah, 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 yeah. I think the only thing that compares to it is horse racing, but at least you're out at the track or something, or yeah, but you can you can get slammed uh, 
in two minutes, um, nine times in a row, but yeah, you're right. That's a lot. Um, yeah. And then there's no rhyme or reason you could, you start, your mind starts playing games with you. Like, well, that was a knockout. So this next one's going to go the distance So that, well, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to happen that four underdogs or four favorites don't win in a row or do win. So, but let's move on to football. We all love football, right? Antonio Brown, they say this is going to go down by Friday. So I thought we'd, uh, we'd, we'd hammer it today. Antonio Brown's going to be on a new team and there are odds out as to where he's going to end up. Now the Raiders are a seven to two favorite. The Titans 11 to two, the Cardinals 15 to two Packers 10 to one Browns 12 to one Colts 12 to one. And then even the Steelers to land back on the Steelers is 12 to one. So they're going to say goodbye to him. It looks like, um, Harry, where do you see Antonio Brown going by the end of the week? You know, it seems like in all reports, it sounds like the Raiders, but sometimes when situations like this happen, Nobody has a, uh, a definitive team. Um, surprise teams land players at some point. And I'm going to take the shot we're here with the Colts at 12 to one. But Brown would be on a team that went 10 and one in the last 11 regular season games and won a playoff game versus the rival Texans. Uh, this Colts offense was third in the AFC in scoring and has one of the best offensive lines in football. Brown would actually improve. Going from Big Ben to Andrew Luck, who had 4,600 yards, 39 touchdown passes last year, and was sacked only 18 times. Having Brown on one side and T.Y. Hilton on the other side, and with a balanced running game, this Colts offense would be so dynamic and could challenge KC for the best offense next year in the AFC. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. The only thing I don't like about it is they'd keep them in the conference. Everything you say... Uh, everything you hear says they might take him out of the conference unless they send him to the Raiders. By the way, by the way, the Steelers lose to the Raiders every year anyway. Doesn't really matter, right, Brian? So, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I think I had the Colts, and if they wanted to pick up some of that contract, they could because they're thirty million under the cap. Uh, right. Brother Brian, what do you say? Your Raiders are favored. You want this guy? Well, I don't think it's it's not the right move for them at this point in time. This is like when they traded for Randy Moss, but I I think this is. It's likely going to be he's going to end up on the Raiders. I think there's two teams, either the Raiders or the 49ers. Look, like you were saying, too, I, I do not think they trade him within conference. So I think that eliminates the Colts and the Titans. But then you have to look at the salary cap. You have to look at the draft picks. Again, if he's in conference, it has to be a bad team, which, again, in conference, the only bad team that makes sense are the Raiders. They have mm-hmm. – the twenty, the fourth pick. Obviously, they're not dealing that, but who knows? They might trade that fourth for two later first. I don't know what they're going to do. And then they have the twenty fourth, the twenty seventh, the thirty fifth. Again, I don't want this guy, but uh, this seems like the likely destination. Again, the other side of the coin is, is the Niners, which I know at one point in time they were saying he wasn't going to go to the Niners, but I think again that would be a good fit. They have the thirty six pick in the second round. I. I don't think teams like the Redskins, I know they were higher on some of the odds as the other day, or they were moving up um, on some of the odds, but I don't mm-hmm. like them. I mean, I think it's a team that, you know, needs to take the next step. That would make sense. It'd be the 49ers or something dumb like the Raiders doing it. But again, this is so reminiscent of trading for Randy Moss, but why trade for him now? Why not wait? We're going to stink anyway. Just, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to well, win thing- one extra game where, yeah, I think game. it makes the Amari Cooper deal, which for all intents and purposes was a bad deal. I think it makes it look worse now. If you bring in now, obviously he's a more explosive player, Antonio Brown, in terms of numbers, but you're getting an older receiver and you let Amari Cooper, a three-year, four-year younger receiver, go, right? Or do they just not care about being embarrassed? 
Yeah, well, it, it also seems like, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of them. I guess, Terry, they really want OBJ. That's that's the latest rumor. So if if the, if they have to give up too much for that, I could see them. I could see them making a deal. I mean, if we give up a second, our second rounder, which is the 35th pick, maybe just because then you could say, all right, Carr, now you have to do really well next year or else you're you're definitely gone. I mean, maybe that would, that's similar to like when the Cowboys bought on Cooper, it's like, see what Prescott does with Cooper. I mean, I have a feeling that could be the case too, but I don't know. I, I yeah. It doesn't make sense for the Raiders, but it totally makes sense for it. And I love it. Oh, that's, uh, you're right. I was going to bring up the OBJ thing. He's in conversation now. Can you imagine he gets traded? This is going to be a fun six, seven weeks in the NFL offseason. Those same teams, Oakland, Tennessee, Cardinals, whoever doesn't get Brown is going to be in contention for uh, for OBJ for sure. if that's a uh, if that's a a legitimate uh, option. Parley kid, where do you, what do you like him going? Yeah. So I think um, today I read somewhere, I think it's Ian Rappaport. Uh, he reported that I think the Cardinals and jets are out. Right. I mean, not, not that that really, I'm not saying his word is uh, right. You know, the uh, full authority on, on this issue. Um, but uh, according to him, the Cardinals and jets are out. I'm not sure if the jets were ever in play. Uh, yeah. And I know the Raiders are the favorite here. I'm not sure. Again, I, I think they would lean away from trading them in the conference. I think probably they feel like the Raiders are not a threat. I don't see the Colts being a team like Harry only because, uh, you know, the Colts are a threat to the Steelers, I believe. I don't think they would mm-hmm. uh, risk that as well. So, so I saw your pick on Lock It In today, and I'd already made my pick. And you talked about the Packers today, and I totally agree with the Packers at 10 to 1. Uh, that's pretty good value here because this makes sense. They have two first-round picks. They have the 30th pick. That's their second pick in the first round. Wouldn't that make perfect sense? Aaron Rodgers showed uh, he showed that he can't cast offense by himself anymore. Right? He needs more help with Devontae Adams uh, and an improving Aaron Jones at running back, adding Antonio Brown right now could really get Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers back on track. This makes the most sense by far. And as I said to you before, the only way it wouldn't is if they want to punish Brown and send him to a team with a terrible quarterback. Could they do that? It's possible. But this, the Packers, that 30th pick, they have two picks. They make the most sense. At 10 to 1, I think that's pretty good value there. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's funny you say that. If they send Antonio Brown, if they send him like Arizona or Oakland, he'd be like, great, who's my quarterback? <laughs> he probably won't know for another month or uh, more, actually. But right. uh, yeah, I'm with you. I like them. Uh, Packers, like you say, have uh, they have a first-round pick. Then they have the 30th pick at the end of the first round, and they have a yeah. 44th overall pick. So that's right in the spot where everyone's talking about Antonio Brown. Um, uh, teams need to yep. give up a pick for Antonio Brown. And yes, it would be nice to... To do for uh, Aaron Rodgers, they don't really do this free agency wise. They don't. I think the last couple of years they've uh, they've they've you know they've made a little bit of a splash in the offensive line stuff, but not. This is not really the Packers' move, but it'd be a nice homage, nice nice little gift to Aaron Rodgers as he makes the last ditch effort Absolutely. here. And by the way, if he doesn't go, Tate, how about if he does go to Cardinals or Oakland, like? That's got to be the hard knocks team, right? That's why I like the Cardinals because then you get the Kingsbury situation, the potential Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen situation. If they figure that out in some weird way that apparently he may go number one now. And then if you get a B there, then, you know, everyone flies down to Arizona and Harry's there at practice stalking a B it's perfect. Oh yeah. 
Oh, forget it. Harry, that's going to be bad. I'm surprised you're not already there waiting, Harry. You try to be first in line. <laughs> that's going to be ridiculous. Harry's going to get on hard knocks this year, isn't he? That's the goal, Harry, right? That would be great. <laughs> Can you do it? That would be fun. Where is he? Did he leave? Oh, sure. <laughs> Probably left Maybe. to get a spot already. All right. Well, that's enough football talk. <laughs> I could talk about it forever. And by the way, there's all the Charlie Casserly. There's all the uh, rumors that Josh Rosen's going to be gone. And that's going to be the first, or I'm sorry, Charlie Casserly said that, uh, that, uh, that um, Kyler Murray did not score well or score well, whatever, interview well in terms of uh, providing leadership ability. I don't know what that means exactly, but that might just be to throw Arizona off or maybe, um, maybe Kingsbury's a liar. Who knows? This is going to be great <laughs> to see how this plays out. But the Antonio Brown piece of the puzzle at least will be resolved um, by what they say by the end of the week. All right, let's move back to the NBA. I don't like it, but let's talk tank teams. Now, there seem to be a lot of teams that don't care and actually want a better draft pick by losing. They're going to move up. They're going to get just as many ping pong balls as each other. They fix that a little bit, but there is tanking going on. There's 16, 17 games for some of these teams. Who's your favorite NBA tank team to bet on? Uh, Parlay Kid, let's start with you. I know you're a Knicks fan. Is that what you're going starting with me, Sal. Yeah, I was... um... You know, at first I was going to say the Knicks, right? This is They've been in tank mode all year. Tonight would have been the Super Bowl of tanking with the yeah. Suns and the Knicks going at it. Harry, are you going to that game tonight? Hell no. Okay, his tickets are probably like, what, like less than a dollar, I'm sure. I was just going uh, to look online. To go to that game. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? And what what this could have been so much fun, right, if the NBA didn't change their rules. And they were really mm-hmm. battling it out for the worst record. Backups on the floor, air balls being shot, turnovers galore. It, it could have been a fantastic tank night, the Super Bowl of tanks. Instead, thanks to the new NBA rules, which say the bottom three teams all have a shot at the first pick, about all about 14%, which is a far cry from, I think, what was about 25% at one time uh, mm-hmm. for the for the worst record. Now all the three bottom teams have about a 14% chance. Uh, I'm not so sure to bet against because, you know, the Knicks, the Suns, and the Cavs, they seem to have those bottom three spots locked up, right? I, mm-hmm. I think there's like a five-game difference between uh, the Cavs and the next team. Um, right, they could actually So they wouldn't have to be in a, be okay. uh, The Bulls are pretty quick. No, I still think – how close are the Bulls, bro? I still think the there's Bulls like four or five games, bro. Bulls have 18, no, Suns like have 14. They're a game and a half behind the Cavs. Yeah, Knicks 13. Is, what are the, what pretty, do the Cavs have, Sal? How many? They're the, uh, 16 and the 48. The Bulls are 18 wins. and 47. Yeah, it's like two games. Okay, so. All right, so I, I guess, okay. So I guess there is a little something more than I thought to, to, to play for here. But I think the Knicks especially and the Suns, I'm not so sure. I think. I think I'm just going to say though those bottom three teams are locked in. I'm still going to say that. Uh, so you got. I think you got to find a team maybe that's maybe more like uh, an eighth place that's looking to get the heck out of the playoffs. So where do you look for this? Right now, the best story in the NBA, Sal. This is how bad the NBA is. You know what the best story is? Who's going to be the eighth seed in the East, the Southeast winner, division yeah. winner? Who is it going to be? Which one of these teams isn't going to tank? and wants to get that eighth spot. So I think you might look at one of these teams to start saying, hey, let's pull ourselves out of this. We're going to start losing. So is that going to be Charlotte? 
I'm not sure. You know, Orlando, possibly, right? Or any of these teams, maybe, or the Heat, one of those teams, or maybe even two, they might start the tankathon right now mm-hmm. saying, we don't want to be here. Let's get ourselves into the lottery. That's maybe my opinion on it. On it. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. They throw Washington in the mix there, too. They're, they've, uh, they're kind of junky. Yeah. Too. They could, yeah. Back, I mean, they, uh, and the three games back in the division. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's insane. The Heat lead the Hornets, Terrible. by the way, in the battle for the top there. I think it's uh, 33 26 as we look. Yeah. That's, that's the worst division in sports. And yet, Golden State lost to two of those teams back to back on, uh, what was it, Thursday and Friday or Friday and Saturday, something? Unbelievable what goes on. All right, uh, Harry, what do you think? Who's who's your tank team of choice? You know what? It's been a rough, rough run here lately of teams here in Arizona. And I'm going to stick with uh, the Phoenix Suns here at 1451. Um, look, after losing 17 straight and giving up 121 points a game during that stretch, Suns have actually won. You mentioned that, that two in a row, and they beat Milwaukee. Uh, that's the first time they've had some, uh, two back-to-back wins since uh, before Christmas. But the pathetic mm-hmm. defense will bring them back to, to earth uh, soon enough. Or, well, either the defense will or the remaining schedule will. They still have to play Utah three times. They have road games versus Golden State, Portland, and two road visits versus the Rockets. Uh, this team has 14 wins. I don't know how they actually have done it with this defense. And not only do they have the worst point differential in the Western Conference, which is losing by nine and a half points per game, but that's seven and a half points, seven and a half points more than the next worst team. And that being Memphis. So with Phoenix being so bad, I mean, they, they really, this team, the city needs to catch a break. I mean, it would be something, they haven't made the playoffs since 2010. It would be something to get Zion here. You have any of eight no. Booker and then now all of a sudden you got a team, but that has Sorry. to happen first. So I gotta disagree no. with that. They had their shot at the first pick last year, Phoenix, right? They got it. Uh, the Cavs just had their shot. It's the Knicks' turn to get the first pick right now. That's it's the Knicks' turn, and the NBA needs well, the Knicks to be good. Sorry, well, Harry. lose tonight, then Darren lose tonight against the Suns. Well, I think it's not going to matter. They're, those two teams are going to find themselves in the bottom three. So it by the way, Harry, matter. I'm looking online. There are 1,900 seats available starting at $10. Now I know you don't go to a game unless it's like six dollars or or below, but you might. So oh, it's got to be. It's got to be single 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 numbers. Yeah. Got to get down there. Right, maybe wait like <laughs> 20 to 25 to 30 minutes. I'd rather go see the Arizona Hotshots at some point. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> a fun, fun team. It's funny, Sal. Sal, it was about a year ago when Harry and I went to the Clippers Suns game, and I still remember I bet the Clippers and Harry bet the Suns first half. I think we talked about right. this on the pod last year. Oh. But by the time we, we walked into the building, it was five minutes in, and it was Clippers were up 21 nothing, Harry, or 19 21 nothing. And, and the baby dropped the bottle on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting behind us. No one bet on that? Uh, That's weird. Lovely. Oh, man. <laughs> Brother Bry, what's your pick? Worst tank team, best All right, tank team, so, whatever. Yeah, so while they've had a good year against the spreads, I'd say keep an eye on the Mavs, right, for the rest of the year. A month ago, it didn't seem possible that they were going to tank, and I, I actually wasn't really even aware of this, but their pick to the Hawks is a top five protected. So now it makes sense for them to try and stay in this top four. I think it's impossible for them to be like the fifth pick, but to be in the top four. So they currently sit at there's a 26.3% chance that they finish in the top four right now. Now they're only a game up on the wizards who they still happen to play tonight, 
If they fall below the Wizards, that goes to 31.9%. If they fall below the Grizzlies, who's about two games back, that goes all the way up to 37%. So there's 11% better chance for them to go in the top four. So if you look at the last eight, they're one and seven in the last eight. They've been getting killed. They've lost by 39, 39, 16, 10, 11, 16. And also look at their lineup. Dirk Nowitzki is playing like 20 to 25 minutes a game. He would not get more than five minutes, maybe three, five minutes on another team. Only Dallas could he play on at this point in time. He can't, can't even walk the guy. So yeah, definitely keep an eye on them because at this, after the trade to the Knicks, look at their lineup. I mean, they are, they are definitely not trying. It's Luka and that's it. Yeah. Brother Brian, I'm with you. I wrote the Mavs down. And, well, first of all, Mark Cuban just seems to be smarter than almost everyone in the league, every other owner, A. And B, what, what a better way to tank than you bring out Dirk Nowitzki. Like you said, he's on his farewell tour. Um, yeah, it's, we're going to put him in what do No one's going to get on uh, the Mavericks case for starting Dirk Nowitzki, a, a subpar player at this point, right? And seven out of the last eight they haven't covered. Eight out of the last 10 they haven't covered. Now, you're right. They're overall, they're 36 and 27. But moving forward, probably the Mavericks are the uh, are the pick to uh, the team to bet against the rest of the way. If I were betting the NBA, which I'm not, I'm done. But look, look at this. The overall answer is there is no team. I looked at the n- numbers. The Suns covered three of their last five. Atlanta covered four of their last seven. The Knicks covered three of their last six. Chicago, five and three. New Orleans, five and two. Cleveland, five and two. We're not getting our tankers, and we're not getting our teams at the top winning with consistency. Houston's the only team that kind of is put together. If you could put together more than a two game streak, I think they have a six game winning streak. If you could put together more than two yeah. games, it's all of a sudden a story in the NBA, right? Yeah. There's only a couple of like, there's only a couple of things to look at again. Maybe you look at, even though I, I think they pushed the other day, again, the Spurs maybe at home have been great. There's been a couple of, couple of teams that have been pretty good. You know, the Kings early on were good against the spread, but mm-hmm. uh, in general, it's so on a night tonight, you don't know it. It's, like we said, you don't know who's going to try. That's the thing. And you don't, it's a question of who's going to hit more threes in that game. And it, it's, it's frustrating. Cause you also know, I know teams come back a lot, but you also know just by energy level, like, Oh my God, here we go right away with the warriors last night. Yeah. You kind of just had a feeling that, 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 that and was by cool. the way, we have not even mentioned the Lakers yet who have not covered their last five, 26, 37 and one against the spread this year. Tate LeBron is, I mean, every Every day, there's a new embarrassing viral video out, out of him. Kuzma uh, had to push him, literally push him to play defense yesterday. He's not in the lineup tonight, so that's not going to happen. But what, what do you think about LeBron? He's, he, at this point, doesn't care if they make the playoffs, right? Yeah, I was going to say the, the Kuzma thing. I mean, he goes down with that ankle injury. Uh, that video was a little bad because I think it was supposed to be – it was Kuzma's man that ended up taking the shot. That's why I think he pushed LeBron because he was scared he was going to get uh, yelled at by LeBron. So at least he he's trying to cover his own tracks at that point, which I mm-hmm. – I find pretty funny, but yeah, I mean, LeBron came out today and said that uh, he felt bad that he had guys in their second and third years that had to step up into big roles, uh, basically putting the blame on the front office. So now, now everyone's going to point fingers at uh, magic Johnson. So that'll be a fun off season for the Lakers fans. Right. All right. Well, speaking of the Lakers brings us to our sponsored segment, captain Morgan's make believe riverboat casino each week, the degenerate trifecta and Tate and I, we set sail tackling fake propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Uh, this week, you know, people out here are saying the whole media is all over the Lakers. It's the top story. It's, it's, it, it takes up 80% of any sports radio show out here. Uh, they're saying the, they're the most, one of the most, someone called them the most disappointing team of all time. 
Uh, I don't even know if they're the most disappointing Lakers team of all time. Parlay kid, who which team lost to Detroit? Who'd they have? They had Gary Payton. They brought them all together. Uh, yeah, two thousand four, right? Yeah, Shaq was on that team. Who else was on that team? Kobe. Yeah, that was, that was some team. team. Yeah, yeah, but they I guess uh, they still won a lot of games that year. I, I guess uh, yeah. this. I don't think anybody could predict a uh, a non playoff season from these LeBron Lakers this year. So, right. I guess that's what that's how uh, what they're looking at right now. So crazy, right? right well, wow. Oh yeah, it really is. And our bone very Captain Morgan, he put it to the test. He's like, hey, I want to put this up for a vote. Who is the most disappointing sports team over the last year? We'll count it twelve months. Uh, Virginia minus 500 Virginia men's basketball. We know what happened there. This Lakers team we're talking about four to one odds, UConn women, six to one odds, the Celtics eight to one. Now the, the captain put this up before last night's uh, big upset, but maybe, maybe so that maybe that goes away, but U S men's soccer team, 10 to one or field six to one odds. Let's start with you parlay kid. The most disappointing team sports last year. Yeah, so I tend to not like soccer, so we're going to uh, roll with the U.S. men's soccer team who failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup, even though I believe their loss occurred in 2017. The World Cup does take place in 2018. So they mm-hmm. were super, uh, really, uh, to me, uh, the biggest disappointment. It actually was the first time in 30 years that they didn't qualify, but losing a qualifying game to Trinidad and Tobago I mean, come on, we are a superpower. We shouldn't be losing to the likes of these type of places, right? Folks, right, right here, if you're listening, get your kids out of soccer. No more soccer. <laughs> Let's get them back to America's pastime in football now, right? Talk to your pediatricians, people. They'll tell you at younger, at young ages, there are more concussions in soccer than football. Don't believe the media hype on all these con- the concussion talk at a young age. It's not true. So this U.S. men's team, what a failure it is. So disappointing. How do they not make a World Cup? We're the United States for crying out loud. I love it. I love every bit of it. I, I hope that was for our friend Alec uh, specifically. That really hit the spot, Parlay Kid. That's good. All right, Harry, <laughs> what do you say? Most disappointing sports team over the last 12 months. Um, before we go, Darren, that was good. I, you know, You're right, Trinidad and Tobago, I've got to say that. South House is almost as big as Trinidad as big as the whole, <laughs> the whole country, honestly. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to the Lakers. This team is a complete embarrassment. I'm gonna take the Lakers at four to one. Uh, Virginia was bad, but that was just twenty year old kids, and it was one bad night. This Laker horse crap has been all season. L.A. is an atrocity, and it goes from. How magic has handled and treated its head coach with Walton to LeBron blaming just about everybody under the sun for the poor play of the team. Uh, only 10 of the 30 wins are against possible playoff teams. We touched uh, on the terrible defense this team plays uh, last week. In 17 of their 64 games they played so far, they have given up 125 points or more in that many games. In 17 of the 64, 125 or more. That's more than a quarter of their games. Uh, Sal, you mentioned uh, they absolutely had to have that game Saturday night versus Phoenix last week. Uh, What happened? Well, not only did they get smoked by the Suns wire to wire, but it was the worst loss by terms of the team's winning percentage versus LeBron James' team in history. This team has disappointed all season and been beyond embarrassing all season. So give me the Lakers at 4-1. to But what, I mean, yeah, sure, they're they're disappointing for sure, but what, 
where did we think Tate? Where were they going to be? Where, where did we think going in? What seed were they going to? Were they going to get a top three seed in the West? I, th- I thought we heard they were going to the Western Conference Finals, right? That's what. That's what. That's, I was, that's what Stephen A. said <laughs> yeah. over and over and over. That was for you, Harry. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Tate. I don't know. All right, all right, uh, brother Brian, what are you going to say? Uh, you know, I want to say the UConn women here for choking last year and also for having two losses this year. That's a lot for them. But uh, I'm going to say the Celtics. You know, the 39-26. I mean, look, last year they were one win away from the finals. They bring back Kyrie this year. They bring back Hayward. Tatum has another year. Brown has another year. They probably have the second-best coach behind Popovich. Everyone was expecting them to get 60 wins, maybe even 65 wins. I know Bill thought, I, I forget what Bill thought. I, I know he thought 60-something wins. but Wait, you know, I'm 69. Yeah. 69. Yeah, exactly. And he's been tweeting like crazy about them after every game. So mm-hmm. they're going to be lucky this year to scratch 50 wins and they're going to be the fifth seed. So before last night, before that Warriors game, they lost five or six. They kind of seemed listless. I don't really know what's wrong with this team. Kyrie doesn't really want to play for them. It seems like anymore already. I, I just don't get what's happening. So, so to me, I think again, we, when I was, when we were talking about the Lakers, we were maybe thinking early on in the season, like a fourth, fifth seed. I mean, I think everybody assumed the Celtics were going to be or should have been the one seed in the East, but uh, the, the fifth seed is really disappointing. That's a good pick. Well, Brian, what was, what was their over-under, 58? They had 53 yeah, last 50, year, but it's what was their yeah, over-under for wins, 58? 58, 58 and a half, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I know. Simmons, it's funny. Joe House texted me and Simmons this week. He's like, I really like the Celtics at 5-1. to one. We're never going to see them at 5-1 to one in the East. Simmons did not respond, and I concluded. I was like, how? Simmons is embarrassed. He's embarrassed by this team. And Bill's like, there's too much infight, and they hate each other. And then, uh, you know, I rode that, and I was like, I'm taking Golden State money line, and here we are. So maybe House, maybe Celtics at 5-1 isn't a big pick. But, Brian, I'm going to pick you up here because I am going to say UConn women. That team, now it's different. Now, Virginia, I, I give them a little bit, bit of a break. They dominated the uh, regular season, but there's still a no Villanova out there, and it's still DeAndre Hunter got hurt, didn't play in that first game. Uh, UConn women, when they go 36-1 and one in the regular season, you don't expect anyone to come close to them, and especially then they win the ACC tournament. All those games, they average a win by 32 points. They beat Cincinnati in the semifinals by 54 and Gino Ariyama, yeah, we were all on that, Brian, that overtime loss to Notre Dame in the Final Four. That should have been a win at any yep. cost. So odds-wise and, uh, and, and, and wallet-wise, that was a big blow. I'm going to say UConn women at 6-1. to one. Um, Tate, what's your team? Who's your most disappointing team? I'm going to go with Parlay Kid as well. I think the U.S. men's soccer because, uh, I mean, just missing out on the World Cup is so embarrassing. So the whole, you know, then you just have to get made fun of by all these international people. You know, I have a bunch of friends out here that are from France and Italy and all that stuff. They talk all that junk to us. So uh, I'm done with soccer too. I was supposed to grow up. I've played soccer my whole life. It was supposed to be uh, a finished product at this point by the time we got here, and it's still the same. So uh, I blame U.S. Right. men's soccer. Yep. Yeah, it should be getting better. All right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to get the fellas' best bets. All right, this winter is a great time to check out Hotel Tonight. Whether you want to take a spontaneous ski trip or escape to a warm beach, 
Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book a room with one of their last-minute deals. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked. That's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible rates. They team up with awesome hotels to help them sell those rooms and pass the savings along to you. And these aren't last-resort-type places. Shame on you. Hotel Tonight works with cool, top-rated hotels you actually want to stay at. Unlike other travel companies, you don't have to scroll through endless lists of hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at great hotels, along with short profiles that have pictures and all the info you need. Even though their name is Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. You could play things by ear or use Hotel Tonight to book in advance. And when you join Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. To start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. All right, we're back with a little segment we like to call Sharp Tank. Not very successful last week. We went 0-3. These guys uh, pitched me a winner. Now, it's been tough. There's not a lot out there. Until next week, we're going to have conference tournaments odd and, and stuff like that. We'll do it early, a little earlier in the week. I think we'll do it Tuesday night so we can get uh, most of those major tournaments and we'll have access to betting those. But uh, right now, I don't know. What is there? Golf? There's... Um, there's uh, MMA. There's a little boxing out there. Let's start with you, Brother Bry. You guys are going to pitch me something. I'm going to pick one of yours, and I'm going to bet on that one. What do you like? <laughs> all right. Well, all right. We're struggling to find stuff this week. So I was originally going to look at UFC and Junior DeSantos, but I'm going to – I know Tate's going to hate me for this one, but it's really uh, – it's early to take this game, but I'm going to take UNC over Duke. <laughs> right now, as of today or early on today, the line was even because – I think, again, they don't really know what Zion is playing, but I doubt Zion's playing. I'm going to say he's not playing. UNC becomes a small favorite. Whatever they they are, I think they cover. They won by 16 the last game. I don't like the way you, uh, Duke has been playing. UNC last year beat them at home. The year before, they beat them at home. Uh, yeah, without Zion, I just uh, there's something about that team. And, and when they played UNC last time, it seemed like, Johnson could get any shot off that he wanted. They were really struggling with Johnson and May to to cover those guys. Uh, and it, they just seem to play more physical than Duke without Zion in there. So, again, I, I'm, I'm assuming in this one, I, I apologize because we don't really know for sure what that line is going to be. But I'm going to guess UNC is going to, as long as Zion's not playing, they're going to be favored by a few points. And I'm going to say back UNC in this one. And if they are, sorry, if he is sorry, playing, they're going to inflate that line. The, the wrong way, I think. I think probably. Oh, for sure. Much. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll consider that. But even Parlay if he does play, I like you. I like you on C. Even if he does play, so. Parlay kid, what's your pick? Sal, we haven't. Uh, I don't think we've made a hockey bet in a while, right? Uh, uh-huh. On this show, so uh, we're going to have a quick turnaround tomorrow because I just want to get this over with. So hopefully, people get to listen to this tomorrow and and take this. They got till tomorrow night to do it. I know, Sal. Last night you had to sweat out that Islanders. <laughs> overtime victory against the lowly senators, right? You had to sweat that one out. Yeah. So I'm putting a little parlay together here with uh, two teams. I'm going to take the Bruins at home at minus 215 versus the Panthers. Sal, we, a lot of people talk about the lightning out of the East and uh, the Maple Leafs. The Bruins are a really good team. Uh, this could be another championship type of team for Boston. Uh, they're physical. They're fast. Uh, you know, skilled, um, so uh, they're going to present a really tough matchup for anybody. And I, as an Islander fan, the one team I would least like to play in the playoffs 
would be the Boston Bruins. So we're going to take them at minus 215. And the other team we're going to put on this parlay is the Islanders South traveling to Ottawa uh, mm. at minus 225. So I think they had a little bit of a wake-up call last night. Like, all right, hey, uh, we got to get ourselves together because they're really right now uh, tied top of the division. They have to take advantage of beating a very poor Ottawa center team that has thrown in the towel uh, multiple times this season. Barry Trotz has uh, uh, been such a great coach for the Islanders. I think he smacks this team around and says, hey, guys, no more messing around. Let's, let's, uh, let's step on these guys' throats tomorrow early and put them away. So I think the Bruins at minus 215, the Islanders at minus 225. I think that's about plus 115 on a parlay uh, tomorrow night. So uh, let's uh, get this over and done with a win real early in the, uh, the betting week. All right. Those games take place Thursday night. Harry's going against your Panthers. I think Harry bet the Panthers three nights in a row. And lost oh, my gosh. Jeez, he's been right? betting them like you wouldn't believe. Oh. Ridiculous. <laughs> What's really going to be your best, either. Harry? Are you going to take the Panthers? <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick the same game Brian went with, but I'm going to take whatever the point is, the point spread is, and I'm going to take the Tar Heels. Everything point, excuse me, I'm going to take Duke. Sorry about that, boy. Maybe I should take <laughs> Tar Heels. You could do it, Harry. I like it. <laughs> boy, sorry, Tate. Uh, I know UNC has won 13 of 14, which includes that 16-point pounding in Durham. Um, but uh, And with no Zion, everything points to UNC. But is, I have sort of a try-by here. North Carolina, about 15 days ago, won at Wake 95-67. And last night, Duke had all sorts of problems in beating Wake at home, beating them by one. Everything is pointing to UNC here. They're looking sharp, no Zion. Everything's looking at their home. But you know what? I'm going the other way, and I'm taking Duke. Whatever the points are, give me the Blue Devils. And I wow, never take all the right. Harry and Brother Bry going against each other. Yeah, that was a weird, that Duke-Wake Forest yesterday. I mean, Wake Forest gets smashed by everybody. I think the line was 26. 26 and a half. And that ball went around. Childress missed the shot. And then the putback went around oh. and around that rim. Oh. <laughs> it, it defied. And Duke uh, got thousands of calls in that game to boot. Yeah. They got a lot Harry, of calls. Is that a try by, though, since they won still? It's technically not a try by, but I said, like I said, it's close. Close enough for me to pull the trigger on the Blue Devils. <laughs> the try by, we should explain, and I don't know why we're explaining, but is when A beats B, <laughs> B beats C, C then goes and beats A. Is that right, Harry? That's pretty much right. Yeah, good. Right. And, it, <laughs> and there's you know, also another in, meaning for Harry. In the best years, Harry, it comes yeah. in like 38, 40% of the time. So Harry is stuck with it. Um, Tate, help me out here uh, with UNC Duke. First of all, you're not happy that Brother Bry is betting UNC because I think the last six or seven times he's bet the Tar Heels, they haven't won or they haven't covered or something, right? Yeah. It's... I did get them right against Duke, though, the last time. I will say that was oh, my one time have... I got them right. I was going to say, we're on a hot streak, so we're hoping we can back it up. It's like the NBA betting with Brother Bry right now. I'm hoping he can at least get two in a row so we can all be happy <laughs> about this. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to be at that game. I think uh, I like Carolina without Zion. I'm really I'm really upset that Zion's not going to play, uh, especially with Coach K saying that he expects him to be back for the ACC tournament, which is, you know, not but five or six days away from, from, you know, when the Carolina game happened. So uh, I find that a bit ridiculous, but I, I would take Carolina without Zion just because of uh, the fact that they don't have anyone to guard Luke May. It's Jack White, RJ Barrett, one of those guys, and they don't want to do the dirty work. And Luke May loves the dirty work. Uh, you know what? I've, I've, it's an interesting thing. Now we, we talk about the one and done players. 
we might see this Zion thing work out so that you don't really even see him until the tournament, like we've, we've discussed, but maybe you never see these guys play until the tournament. Maybe Coach K, you know, I was talking about this on Locking In, like 20 years from now, whoever the R.J. Barrett is, whoever Jones, whoever Zion is, he's going to, you know, he's going to unleash them in, in middle of March. You won't ever see them play except in a, in a college gym warming up. That was it. But that, that could be what you see going forward. Parlay kid. Yeah. The Islanders scared the shit out of me yesterday. They were up four two. What's the, what's the uh, goalie situation now with them? That's a good question. Cause uh learner went out uh, yesterday. Right. Um, when uh, he got it, uh, interfered with, they, they didn't call it interference, but it uh, certainly right. was. Uh, listen, uh, either way, it doesn't really matter if uh, he's not ready to go and Grice is. I think uh, both goalies have been great this year, Sal. So they've been, both been fantastic. So it doesn't really matter who's in that for the Islanders. All right. I like them. I like Boston. They've been, they've been winning. Panthers have been losing. It'd be nice to get that out of the way Thursday night. You know what, though, Tate? I'm going to have to jinx you again here. Mm. I'm going with Brother Bry. I'm going with the Tar Heels. I don't like what I've seen out of Duke, but I'm going to put a caveat in there. Carolina wins by double digits and then loses in the ACC tournament. Would you rather have that result, or would you rather have it the other way around? Oh. You have this home game against Duke. You don't like to lose that, right? Yeah, got to sweep Duke. Uh, that's a that's a season one, especially given the fact that they had the top three picks, which everyone reminded uh, the world of every single week on ESPN this entire year. So uh, to sweep mm-hmm. them, win both games, even though Zion doesn't play, that'd be nice. But uh, unfortunately, I, it has a very 2017 vibe where I feel like Carolina will win the two regular season games and then play them in the ACC tournament. Zion will play against Carolina in that game. And uh, he'll have his Harry Giles moment and get that one win. And everyone, everyone will remember that game instead of the other two games. Does it, someone was saying that does it make sense that there could be three ACC teams as one seeds if Carolina wins the, if like Duke wins this game, but Carolina wins the tournament? Does that make sense? Could that happen? First time since the ACC tournament? Yeah, first time since 2009. They could have three one seeds from the same conference. Uh, and that there was, you go. yeah, All right. Louisville, that's UConn, what would have Syracuse. to happen, I think. All right, brother yeah. Bry, I'm going with yeah. you. Sorry to say. Yeah. I apologize to you and I apologize to Tate, but <laughs> Carolina Tar Heels over Duke that's Saturday night, right? Uh, let's let's go to the mailbag. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. We have a a structure coming up in Pahrump, Nevada. We're building our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. We're taking entries. We have about uh, 11 or 12 people inducted over the last uh, year and a half, almost two years. And by the way, our 100th episode is coming up. Tate, we're just going to forget about that, right? We're going to be like, oh, this is our 103rd episode. No, we have one. I think it's in like three weeks, right? Yeah, three we're weeks. Figure this this out. is 96 right now, so we're real 96. Close. Okay, so we're going to figure this out somewhere around April Fool's Day. This could work out great for everybody. <laughs> it's going to be our 100th show. Um, maybe we'll have a very special guest. I'll, I'll, I'll tease it a little later on. But um, yeah, the Generate Gamblers Hall of Fame is coming up in Pahrump, Nevada. And people are listening. People are paying attention because we have an email from somebody. Let me read it here. Where is this thing? Oh, there it is. Um, From Brandon Haley. Cuzzo, not sure if you've been made aware of your impact on pop culture, but your little Hall of Fame has made it onto the reputable Wikipedia. And if you look at Wikipedia, Pahrump, the city of Pahrump, P-A-H-R-U-M-P, um, the award-nominated gambling sports podcast. That's right, against all odds on the Ringer Podcast Network, featuring cousin Sal and his longtime friends of the Degenerate Trifecta. They list everybody's name. Claim to be erecting a Degenerates Gamblers Hall of Fame in Pahrump. The inductees are listeners of the podcast who share stories of how their gambling habits negatively, although humorously, impacted their lives. There you go. 
I listened to all your antics. The Ringer is kind enough to publish and enjoyed your work since listening to you and Bill back in 2013. Good job by you. Good job by us. Look at that. We're in, we're in uh, Wikipedia, Tate, and you tweeted about it, right? <laughs> yeah, to put it out to the world. I was very proud of you guys. Mars Attacks, great movie, uh, and you guys are now on the same page as them, so that's amazing. That's right. That's improved also. Good. Good. We're making a difference, fellas. Except Harry. He's not really making a difference. This is from Ron Swedick. Uh, he asked, uh, Sal, did Harry call the senior tour event the Color Guard Classic? I think he did. Hey, Harry, it's a colon cancer test kit, not a variety of laundry <laughs> detergent. Harry is my favorite. Love that guy, Ron Swedick. Oh, all right, that's nice. a little, little bit of a well, backhanded thanks, compliment. Thanks, Ron, Harry, but I don't but think it, I said Color Guard, but whatever. Well, right. You just said it now. You don't think you said it? <laughs> what did you say? I, no, I don't. I said, I, I said Cola Guard. I call it. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> I, you know, I have to believe Ron here. I don't know, brother Bry. <laughs> that didn't come out as yeah. I think if he so. got, if he did say color guard, we should replay it next week. We should. Okay, yeah, we're gonna back. find it. Tay, maybe dig that up. I'll dig that. Um, Cutting sound, the generator effect. I'm a big fan of your show and picks, even though they blow up in your face. Yes, that's true. Due to my cautiousness and small bets, I'm not eligible, but I came across this article. I think this guy would be a lock for the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. Yeah, this happened. Um, this was upstate New York. Harry, where's yeah. North Tonawanda? Oh, that's uh, right next to Buffalo. Is it really? Okay. A man faked like his own abduction. Yeah. That's, where uh, that's where your room, uh, roommate in college's wife was from. Okay. All right. You got any other information on North Tonawanda? I just, I thought all right. no, he couldn't pay the $50,000 he owed in a Super Bowl pool. Go ahead, Harry. You seem to want to, what, what else? What? No, that's it. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. Uh, so he, he, what did he do? He, a 60 year old man, Robert Brendel was found tied up in his pickup truck. Basically this guy stole from his own Super Bowl pool. He made it so that other squares were involved. Uh, the pool, and he said it was robbed of $16,000 and that men drove him around for two days and left him tied up. I don't know how he was going to get out of this, but he entered some fake names in the squares. Um, he dug himself in a deeper hole by concocting the scheme to fake his own kidnapping. So not only does he owe $50,000, but he's now charged with fraud and falsely reporting <laughs> an incident. Couldn't be determined if he had a lawyer yet. Uh, the question is, what would be the odds that one of you guys would actually try this uh, Jason from Taylor, Michigan says it's minus 2000 for Harry. Harry, you would do that, right? <laughs> oh, well, Harry did leave well, the upstate area about, uh, 25 years ago, Sal, at true. least maybe more. Right. And, uh, he works off the books pretty much for maybe <laughs> a, a lot of his uh, work and, uh, <laughs> leaving no trail behind. Who knows what, what this guy's really You're doing. Right. You're absolutely right. Tate, our friend, uh, all of our friend, Brad, uh, the only thing I know close to this story um, personally is our friend Brad owed his bookie about $4,000. And rather than pay him, he enlisted in the Navy and spent a thousand days on an aircraft carrier <laughs> in, the, in the Middle East uh, to avoid a $4,000 payment. I, so I, I can't laugh at that or Brad will come in here and stab me in the studio. So I, that's true. I, you know what? He's probably going to do it anyway. Probably going to do it anyway. So get it. Get a good laugh. All right, Cousin Sal, against all odds at gmail.com. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for listening. Brother Bry, where can people check you out? Yeah, I'm at the Brother Bry. Um, I know last week we, uh, I feel like we should mention this again. Last week we talked about um, Ken's bathroom problems at, uh, at the uh, Coyotes game. And he said he had to go 12 times before <laughs> intermission, but he said he hasn't once 
left tire tracks for Harry. Hasn't once left the skid mark. <laughs> Harry, is that true? Actually, it's true. His underwear is clean. <laughs> <laughs> Did it this morning. 7 a.m. Longer. <laughs> yeah. 7 a.m. He said we could talk about it. So I hope it. No, that's good. I'm glad you brought it up. I don't believe it though. 12 <laughs> dumps and not 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 a mark on it. That's what's a secret, really. <laughs> he threw those away in the pants. <laughs> that's what he did. He threw those on the ice during intermission. Uh, all right, uh, so at, at the brother Bry, brother Bry, you guys, uh, Parley Kid, maybe you could talk about this. This is your cousin too, right? Got a big time cousin. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I should be bringing him up. Yeah, our cousin uh, Brian Willits had the uh, game-winning goal for Notre Dame against uh, Maryland in overtime. Yeah, number on, two Maryland. Yep. On uh, on Sunday, and he was yeah number uh, five in the Sports Center top ten on uh, Monday morning. So that was that was pretty exciting for us. Nice, nice. Considering I yeah. lost so much money over the weekend, I was kind of <laughs> I, I ended up on a, in a pretty good mood for the weekend. <laughs> right. Yeah, Parley Kim, when do we start betting lacrosse again? It's coming up, right? Well, uh, Brian would know better. We got wrestling for NCAA wrestling will happen before the lacrosse. Yeah. And then you you got uh yeah, you have girls uh softball and men's lacrosse probably sometime in uh May. Right. Okay. All right, but we got a good, we got good Love stuff that time of the up. year, though. That's fun. Yeah, we also probably will have wrestling this weekend a bet too. Big Ten championship for this weekend, so we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get plenty of stuff in. All right, and I'm excited. You're at the Chalk Talker, right, uh, Parlay Kid? At the Chalk Talker, Sal. At the Chalk Talker, everything's good. Life is good right now. All good. All right, and uh, Harry, what about you? What do you want to plug? Uh, I'm at uh, AO Harry. Don't have much to plug. I uh, had a good time uh, with a uh, girlfriend's uh, parents over the weekend. We had uh, Saturday and Sunday would be, you could uh, title that Gummy Fest. Um, that was a good time. Uh, <laughs> some uh, parents were diving into the edibles and the, and, and the booze. So uh, it was a lovely time. Sounds like a lovely oh, God. time. Uh, Very friendly, funny to people. Describe it. it sounds like lovely. The guy loves to trash up the show at some point, right? Yeah, Gotta really. Just, Fresh baby, baby, that's how I roll. Ken was out here. Uh, he said he couldn't be happier to, to avoid that scene. Uh, it might be, it might be a quote, might be a quote. But Harry, actually, Ken, our our friend and your boss, uh, sent me a picture of something. You loaded his closet where he's supposed to keep all his important papers with like wires and stuff, or like uh, uh cords and what, what was that about? Exaggerated. <laughs> well, he sent a picture. It looked like a little bit of a mess. I keep his important papers somewhere else in a different uh-huh. file, a different lower file cabinet. Everything was fine. Gotcha. And these important papers listen, are rolling I, listen, papers? When he sends those things, and if there's no response, it's not that funny. Neither, neither three of you guys responded, so it couldn't have been that funny. Oh, I see. All right. Well, we wanted to dive into it here. You know, why? Why work um, it Okay. Well, you know, uh, everything all right, was good. And uh, Tate, you're at AO Harry, at AAO Harry, right? And Tate. Big, big week coming up for you. Big couple weeks. We're not going to say, where are you actually traveling to? Are you you're leaving L.A. for the tournament? I was going to say, there were definitely skid marks on the important papers for sure. Uh, I'm tra- <laughs> I am traveling uh, to North Carolina for the uh, just for the Duke game, and then I'm coming back uh, Monday morning. So uh, I'm, I'm quickly just going back. I was going back to see Zion because I thought he was going to play. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. And then next week, Mark Titus and myself, 
twice a week, one shining podcast, all college basketball. And then selection Sunday, we'll do a, a special show that we'll video and put out to the world uh, as soon as the bracket comes out. So that's going to that be coming. great. And we'll have yeah. you on in a couple of weeks. If you'll uh, so generously grace us with your presence, that'll be fun. Anytime. Talk, uh, get some good odds and stuff. What happens with the Carolina game? Do you guys, how do you get tickets for that? Uh, yeah. We have, we have a, uh, like a, an older couple that they can't go to the games anymore. So my parents uh, buy their season tickets. So that's how we got four season tickets. So myself, my mom, my brother, his wife, my dad's going to stay at home and watch the game. Cause he can't be there. Uh, so the four of us nice. will be at the game and uh, yeah, it's good hey, times. We won't mention their names. That's good. And Tate, uh, <laughs> It's One Shining Podcast and at Tate Frazier, right? Yes, those two things, at Tate Frazier. And then, uh, yeah, college basketball, it's all here. So we're very excited. Very excited indeed. This is the last lean week in a while. And uh, we're going to push forward. We're going to make you guys money. And that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Watch, locking in Monday through Friday, 430 to 530 Eastern on FS1. Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book awesome hotels at amazing rates. They're like a matchmaker between top-rated hotels with unsold rooms and people who want to book those rooms. And Hotel Tonight isn't just for last-minute bookings. You could book for tonight, tomorrow, the next day, the day after that. It goes on and on and on. It's perfect for planners, procrastinators, and everyone in between. Find sweet deals at cool hotels you'll actually want to stay at. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now.